Blaine Morgan, welcome Hi. to Word Tetris. <laughs> Thank you. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Uh, you're getting me out of a jam because originally there was no guest, and then Lane, being the awesome person that she is, agreed to step in. Thankfully, I do what I can. <laughs> um, so it's been a, we've had a crazy 24 hours, Twitter wise. Yeah. Yeah. So it's we're we're coming crazy. off the heels of Latoya Morgan. Previous guest Latoya Morgan decided to uh, go crazy. And decide. She didn't decide. She, she didn't, was born that way. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> look. Any. She's still mad at me because I haven't seen the abyss. So apparently now I have enemies because I haven't seen the abyss. I've not seen the abyss. You so. haven't seen it. Don't tell Latoya Morgan that. <laughs> Latoya, don't listen. <laughs> so, but anyway, she decided to post. What was it? What's it, a WGA staffing boost? Yeah. Is the hashtag? And every writer under the sun. Of all shapes and sizes and rankings came out. Number twos came out on that one. Yeah. And I was like, what's happening? Then it became real. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like I saw I saw some people responding that I had worked with prior to this, like right. who were much who were like very like high. I saw Jeff Thorne. I saw the Bensons. I was like Wade McIntyre. I was like, what's happening? What this is becoming real? Like I don't think it I like the only thing I kept thinking was the 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 ATA talks are still happening, right? They haven't <laughs> fallen apart again, have they? Because I can't think of any other reason why people be this obsessive. Yeah. Um. But uh, that's not why we're here. Before we get further, uh, the first twenty minutes of this episode will be available for free on all your various podcatchers and on wordtetris.com. You can find the show on Twitter at twitter.com/slash/wordtetrispod. You can find me on Twitter at twitter.com/slash/marylbar. M E R R I L L B A R R. Uh, to get the full episode, get the full Lane Morgan experience, you can head over to Patreon, patreon.com/slash/wordtetris. Sign up for the one dollar episode tier. But if you sign up for the three dollar episode tier, you get that bonus that episode plus a bonus episode we record after this. Bonus Lane Morgan. Now tell people where they can find you online. Uh, my Bumble profile? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, Don't tease the people. <laughs> Listen, you said if you want the full Lane Morgan experience, and that's that's a, that's not true. You won't get it on Bumble. I don't use that ever. Uh, I am on Twitter and Instagram and all the other places on the internet as just Lane Morgan. L a y n e m o r g a n. Now, Lane Morgan, what is your feeling and experience on rewriting? <sighs> That's exactly the reaction I would expect. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm going to take my glasses off because I don't need to see. You don't want to see the pain that's <laughs> in your eyes. No. Um, well, it's interesting because when you said, like, we're going to talk about rewriting, my, like, initial response was, no. oh, I <laughs> don't ask me. I had a showrunner literally say to me, and we'll not say who it was. It was a prominent one. When I asked him to do the show, he didn't, by the way, he hasn't done the show to give you an idea of how okay. he said, Talking about the the thought of talking about rewriting sounds like uh, getting my teeth pulled with that anesthesia. Like, <laughs> I believe it was something along those lines. Yeah, that's sounds about right. Hang on, I'm gonna you you talk while I look up what he actually wrote because it was something. I feel like it was something along those lines. Listen, it's all good. I I mean it's interesting because you said that my initial response was I'm not uh, not qualified to have that conversation, which I think is the response that I have about everything. So. <laughs> That's its own issue. But for me, the reason I actually bumped on it is because I don't, I'm going to say I don't rewrite. That's ridiculous. But like, I am currently working through the process of trying to bump on my own stuff less in the beginning 
so that I can rewrite it later. Because instead, I kind of have this weird process of like being a super perfectionist in like the outline stages. Mm-hmm. So that by the time draft one comes out, it's not draft one. Right. It's like draft three. But that is, re- I, that's come up on this show. I call it rewriting before writing. Like yeah. you're, that's what you're doing. You're doing, you want to do a lot of the heavy lifting before you get to the draft. I'm the exact same way. But what I've learned, and I learned this particularly on the last feature, on the feature I just, I finished a few months ago was uh, uh, the outline that that all that whole process sometimes lies to you. You think you got you think you've got it. You think yeah. you got it down. Like I know this this is perfect. Then you get to the end, you go fuck. Like yeah, that's that's the that's the feeling. Like yeah. it's it re, and rewriting gives you the, the. What I have found is that every the more senior the writer is that I've talked to, the more they love they love the process. They love it's their favorite part. Because they know that the end of it is their thing is better. Right. I don't know how to feel that way. Yeah. Yeah, right? (laughs) No, I mean, it's, yeah, that's, it's definitely for me, like, rewriting. But I will say that is in the same way also my favorite part. Like, I actually love, um, so I'll, like, I'll beat something out on on cards and whatever, and then I tend to, like, do a thicker version and a thicker version, like once I blend it all together. And then for my outline, um, this was actually a process or a style, I guess, that I learned working with um, Al Goff and Miles Millar on Into the Badlands and then Chinara, specifically Into the Badlands, because those are like, they're, they're like heavy scenes, like a lot happens. There's a lot of action. And I was reading their outlines and they were these long paragraph by paragraph, like, descriptions of the scenes and they were these like hefty outlines um which the show needed how many pages how many pages god i don't even remember but they were they were like sometimes like 20 page outlines 30 page outlines and they were just Mm. like just describing in detail like the lines the setting like all this stuff and before that the show i'd worked on previously before like the outlines were really thin um that the hundred yeah it was in the hundred like there was a lot more like on the board, they'd be fairly detailed, but like the outlines themselves and the documents, they were like, this happens, this happens, this happens, this happens. And to me, I was always like, oh, I don't like outlining because I don't need that. Like, but then, then when I saw ha- these thicker ones, right. I was like, oh, I love that. And right. I started doing it. And what was happening is, and it's now become my favorite part. Yep. I get halfway through and I go, wait, I hate this. And I go, well, that's, and I'm like, oh, no, my God. that's, 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 no, I'm, I feel the exact same way. I feel the exact same way. Because it allows you the freedom to make big chess moves without feeling like you've, you've wasted you a bunch of- your whole of, script, yeah. Blow the whole thing up. That's where you get that. To me, the outline is where you get to blow it up. Because losing, you know, if you get halfway through and you're like, this sucks, what have you lost? Right. Right? Right. You, do, you get to the script and you go, this sucks. You go, oh my God, I've just, I've, 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 I, I, I need to stop. I need to quit this whole project because cle- yeah. I clearly can't write it. But when you get to blow it up in the outlines, that's the fun. Right. Right. Yeah. That's the, I mean, the worst was when on the feature, I got through the whole thing. I blew up the outline. I got through the draft. I sent the draft out. It came back. There was a major fundamental problem that everyone agreed want, agreed on. And the fundamental problem required me to remove 20 to 30 pages from the feature. Yeah. 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 I see your face. This is like, <laughs> yeah, like, that's, that's, oh, it's, it's, it's horrifying. It's horrifying. <laughs> but to do, if I, if I could have figured that out in the outline, like the problem is that the outline lied to me where it's like, 
what they basically wanted me to do was go back to my original idea that I changed because I felt like the outline was too thin for a feature. Right. Clearly, I was wrong. Right. But um, it's like that's a that's the problem with the like you love you that's the part because I think that's the part that a heavy outliner loves so much that when it's proven that the outline was faulty, it hurts even more. Yeah, I I that sounds tra- that sounds dramatic to me. But I I was working on a a feature with a with a partner actually. I don't I usually write on my own, but we happen to be doing this project together and we had outlined the whole thing and like on the board, um we had beat it out and you know whatever and he went home and it was I was it had to be like 11 p.m. It was late. And he was like, "Okay, well we'll work on the outline tomorrow." blah 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 and I was like don't worry about it I'll do the outline and he was like we can like and I was like no no it's fine I'll do the outline because I like it and I was already jazzed on it so I was just gonna go I was up till three in the morning I typed the whole outline and he had this like hilarious (laughs) just like text chain of just me being like okay so this part doesn't work and this part doesn't work I'm typing it into the outline but we have to change this and I was like just going on and on and on he woke up the next morning he was like you were not supposed to stay up until 3 a.m. blowing up the outline. And I was like, right, but if I'm typing the outline, I'm blowing up the outline. Like, it's, that's the process. Right. Like, it looked great on the board. Once I started explaining it, it was less great. So we have to, And I was freaking out. I was like, the whole script is bad. And he, I was like, I need you to come back over. He came over in the morning and we had to fix it. Yeah. And it ended up, there was no crisis. Like, we were fine. But the process of like, <laughs> <laughs> That sums up, I think, writing partnerships in a nutshell. Is this me spiraling, no, going, this entire outline is bad for Well, just the, just the idea of it's all relaxed. crisis, it's crisis, it's crisis. And then the, the calmer person of the two comes in and goes, it's not. Here's why it's not. And then you go, oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we start, I mean, we did certainly change a bunch of stuff around and, you know, whatever. But it was – he was just like, okay, that's, that's why we do this. <laughs> Relax. And I was like, oh, great. Right, 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 right. It's fine. But, yeah, I know I love – the, like, thick outline is definitely, like, my favorite draft for those – for the revision. Well, it's also purposes. just – it's – because also when you get to – it gives you a bird's eye view of the whole story. Mm-hmm. It's only – because, uh, you know, your ba- a basic outline for me on 60, on 60 pages is 15 – it's 15 to 17, 20 if I'm really pushing it, right? It's the, That's the longest than any of my allies would really get. And when you get to see that bird's eye view of, okay, and then you also get to start kind of, you get to play math with it. With, I feel like you, I feel like people, there's a math component, particularly to TV scripts, I feel. And when you're looking at the outline, you go, well, okay, it's 20 pages, but how much of this is actually just dialogue? Like just me putting in, you know, dialogue in mm-hmm. proper dialogue format. How much is this actually prose? If most, if that twenty pages is mostly prose, that thing's going to be long as shit. That thing's coming in long, right? If it's mostly dialogue, it might be coming in short. Like there's a math component when you're in that outline phase right. that I that I very much enjoy. Yeah, that you know, I've had people ask me like, you're pulling out all the creativity out of it. I'm like, no, I'm just doing it in a different place. Yeah, it's funny to hear you to hear you describe it as the bird's eye view of your story. Where for me, I think the outline process is when I finally get like micro about it. Um, and when I'm writing those, for me, it's like a, a play-by-play of the emotion. Because I'll put things on the board and I'll certainly track the emotion. But it's always the outline where I go, oh, wait, this, this doesn't work. The emotions here aren't lining up. Or like the characters. Like, it's like the more macros, the more micro stuff rather that I start going, 
oh, how is she going to say that if mm-hmm. like this dialogue is weird? Because that's where I start getting into like specifics of what characters are saying and feeling. And that's when I start going, oh, now we have to change the bird's eye version because all these like micro level things don't work. Because I will put like dialogue straight in my outline and like sort of this whole, yeah. it's just a weird. See, what I have found is that by doing all the big chess moves in the outline, mm-hmm. what it frees me to do is find those smaller moments in the yeah. draft. Like I had a moment, oh God, what was it? It was, okay, it was the it was the secret IP that I don't talk about. I talk, I talk about it on the show, but I don't say what it is. It was the secret IP and there, and I, I made, I had, cause I had done all the big chess moves. And then, so I was in the script. I started with the, 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 the scene with the most emotional baggage, a, a character commits suicide in it. Like that's how heavy it is. And I found that by having done the outline and know because I was because I was starting with that scene, so I had to know how they got there, where they're going after this moment, uh, or one of them is going after this moment rather. Um, the fact that I was able to know all that and have all that in my head, it gave me the it allowed me to go, okay, what's what's the sandbox? Cool. Now let me start building the castle with the sand in the box and knowing the limitations of that sandbox. Right that what came out in that scene to this day makes me cry when I read it. Like, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard. It's a hard scene, but it, it toes a perfect line. Like it's the ones, it's really the one scene that I look at and I go, this is, this came out perfect on the first try. Right. This came out perfect on the, and if this scene is the perfect scene on the first try, then I don't have, then it doesn't matter how much I have to rewrite everything around it. Right. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Because this scene is perfect. And when you get to this moment, it's like whatever grievance you may have had before this moment is cured in this moment. Sure. In a very tragic way, but it's cured in that moment. The rewrite, to me, if you, if you piece out the process and you get to do, okay, here's, where I'm going to do my big chess moves in the outline. Now here's where I get to find the minutia in the script. Then when you get to the rewrite, it's also, I feel like, the makes the rewrite clear. You're not oh, chasing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're not chasing the problems. Right. You're I just, very rarely go to write a scene and, and don't already know the energy, what's being said, like more often than not. And if I don't, if I get to a scene and I'm like, ah, I don't know what this is. I go back and I write the paragraph explanation of what the scene is. And for me, that like completely changed my process because I was getting wait what stuck up on. Hold scenes. on. Wait, you, you do the prose during the draft? What do you mean? Because that's what it sounds like you just described. If you're writing the draft. Yeah. You then, if you get stuck on the scene to get out of it, you write the scene in a prose format. Yeah. Ooh, I want to try that. It's really, if I, if I Tell suddenly, me more about that. Tell me okay. more about that. So for example, I, uh, I was writing this um, YA fantasy supernatural mess. And and as any good YA fantasy supernatural mess does, it ended in this big battle. Um, and the big battle had a lot of things that had to happen and sort of people's emotions having to all be at a particular place and someone died and there were like just so many pieces. Um, and it was all in this massive scene that like barely ever, you barely get out of it because like the whole cast is in it for, it was, it was a, heavy piece um and i was writing it and i wrote the whole script and i kept just stopping and then i'd be like i'll deal with x6 later 
And then I'd like go back and I'd refine things. And I was like sending like certain acts out to people. And then I was like, oh yeah, I'll go back to act six later. I'll go back to act six later. I know what it is. And I kept saying, I was like, I mean, I know what happens. I know what happens, but I couldn't write it. And every time I sat down to try to write it, I was like, you know what? I don't know what this is. I know what it is, but like, I don't know what it is. Right. So finally I was like, you know what? I'm going back to my outline process. Cause when I had written the outline, I went back and I had only written, this is the final battle scene. And I had just sort of explained. And I was like, that wasn't thick enough. I didn't. So I instead went back and I wrote a like two page document just for myself that like explained the whole scene. It's literally starting from first so-and-so walks in, this happens, this person feels this way, this person says this, blah, blah, all the way through the whole scene, just in prose form as if I were explaining it, if I were pitching the scene to someone. Um, and taking some of the, it kind of felt like to me, it feels to me like putting the training wheels on for a minute where you're like, okay, take all the rules out, like take out the witty dialogue, like stop for a second. What is this? What does it need to be? What are the emotions? Do you have any ideas for what the dialogue is? Just put it all in one place. And then once I'd done that, it felt like I'd already watched the movie. Once I've watched the movie, I can give you the better version of the movie. You know what I mean? Like I can... Then it was totally different to yep. go back to the scene yep. and write the shorter version. Yes. And it also found that it made my action lines and things like that shorter and quicker and to the point because I wasn't – I had, I had I got it all it. out. You I were chasing it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, fuck. I mean, it's a shame we still have 40 minutes in this Did episode. Did I just change your life? <laughs> I don't know. It's – to I because I now know that's an option. I view. I was always viewing it. I, my process has changed dramatically since the beginning of this show. Right. Right. When I started, there's a, all right. So there's, there's two terms that C. Robert Cargill uses. He's the writer of Doctor Strange, um, works with Scott Derrickson, and he called he, he says two kinds of writers: there's pantsers and there's planners. Uh, planners are the ones like us, right? We do the heavy outline. We kind of know where we're, we kind of know the whole thing before we go to the script. We get to script and like, we're like, we kind of, we know it, right? And then there's pantsers who d- very light outline, if any outline at all, just go straight to draft and sort of find it in the draft. I started as a pantser. And when I became a, then I turned into a planner throughout the course of the show. What I discovered is being a planner is way better for me. Because when I'm pantsing, the problem is there's a level of anxiety taking place um, when I'm in that draft. And the best way to remove that anxiety is know where the draft begins where and where the draft ends and everything in between. If I know that, then writing those scenes is, I hate to say more mechanical, but that kind of is the perfect word. It's efficiency. They're efficient. That's really what it is. Mm-hmm. There's a level of efficiency taking place when I know everything. So to hear that, but it's always viewed as like, this is the outline process. You stay on the outline process until you are done. Once you are done, then you move to the draft and never go back to never modify that outline process again. Right. Right. It's like, if you change things, you change things, but you never go back to the outline process. So it sounds like you backtracked and by back backtracking, it opened up doors and it's right. like, fuck, that sounds ideal. Yeah. It's interesting. I think, um, what were you saying? Pantsers and Pantsers. planners? Yeah. Place I, by see your pants. Got it. Got it. So I think I, uh, when I write, so I went to school for creative writing. I was doing, um, I was writing novels and short stories and prose. And like, that was sort of my thing. Um, and for me in that process, there's never an outline. Mm-hmm. I go, I'm going to figure this out as I go. Yep. And that's,
To hear the rest of this episode, head on over to patreon.com slash wordtetris.